This message comes from NPR sponsor State Farm. In the market for small business insurance, State Farm agents can help you create a personalized plan that fits your business needs and budget. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. The Ukrainian government says Russian missile and drone strikes have disabled nearly half of the country's energy systems. Ukrainian officials believe the targeted strikes are intended to break their population's will to fight as temperatures dip. NPR's Nathan Rott reports on Russia's efforts to weaponize the coming winter. The electrical substation Mikhailo Voyanov wants to show us sits at the end of a rubble-strewn dirt road, past a red toy car half-buried in mud. He opens a gashed metal door to show us the equipment inside. There are a lot of damage from shrapnel, but this one is the worst. He reaches into the substation and knocks on its main component, a transformer. You see, the sound is the same. Uh-huh. It means that there is no oil there. Ah, it's empty. So I think there's a hole somewhere. Voyanov is an electrician in this northeast corner of Ukraine. It was formerly occupied by Russians before Ukraine took it back, but you can still hear the sound of artillery and tanks fighting like thunder in the distance. How long do you think it's going to take for Ukraine to fix all this stuff, all the electrical stuff? Uh, <sighs> A couple of years at least, he says, and thousands of dollars for this one substation alone. Russia's attacks on Ukraine's energy and heating infrastructure have been going on since the start of its invasion, nearly nine months ago. But they've intensified immensely as winter has approached, with repeated near-weekly attacks targeting thermal power plants, electrical substations, and centralized heating facilities. In an email to NPR, Ukraine's energy ministry says the attacks have intensified significantly because of Russia's losses on the battlefield. Their goal, the energy ministry says, is to destroy Ukraine's entire energy supply chain. In big cities like Kyiv and Kharkiv, power outages and blackouts are now a way of life. At small, heavily damaged villages like this one in northeastern Ukraine, the few residents who remain are planning to be without power for months. Oleksandr Lesitsky is relying on a wood-fired boiler to warm his home. Are you worried about it being too cold this winter? (laughs) We've got the wood, but... (laughs) Because he's not supposed to have it. The wood he's collecting comes from the mine-riddled forest behind his home. There are a lot of broken trees there, so we can just collect it. At a picnic table outside Lisitsky's home, next to a shattered Buddha statue that sits next to a small pond, Mikhailo Voyanov, the electrician, uses jars of cookies and mugs of steaming coffee to explain what Russia is doing to Ukraine's energy sector. Litsitsky and his wife, Svetlana Maliarova, listen intently. This is There are power sources, gas and coal thermal power plants, hydroelectric dams, nuclear power stations. And then there are the series of substations that help distribute that power. 
Но они лупят не по вот этим вот станциям. Они по вот этим лупят. По вот этим подстанциям лупят. Потому что если повредить их, то никакие уже маленькие не получат электричество. Alexander Karchenko, the director of the Energy Industry Research Center, says Russia knows this. That's why, in the last two months, they've specifically targeted these types of facilities. Substations, it's a lot of them. It's not possible to cover each of them by uh, special air defense. That's why they're more vulnerable. More vulnerable than larger power stations to the kinds of long-range missile and drone strikes that Russia now depends on. Marisha Zapashnik, the International Rescue Committee's Ukraine director, says NGOs like hers have been trying to prepare people for the cold, giving out electric heat lamps and wool blankets. But, she says... The assistance provided by humanitarian NGOs by the UN will not be enough. It's simply not enough. The number of people involved, if there are large parts of the country that have absolutely no source of heating... For sure, we will need a lot more assistance. From countries such as the U.S., which recently announced $55 million in assistance specifically for heating and repairing homes. Everywhere you go in Ukraine, people are preparing, storing firewood, fixing windows with plastic sheets and plywood. In Izum, a northeastern Ukrainian town that was occupied by Russia, Halina Zagorodny walks up a cold set of stairs to her one-bedroom apartment. The 71-year-old spent much of the invasion living in her apartment building's basement with more than 100 of her neighbors. Now she's back in her damaged home. A small electric heat lamp given to her by an aid organization is the only source of heat in her home. Zagorodny is planning to spend the winter here at home, even though electricity has been intermittent and the gas line has been punctured by shrapnel. What happens if electricity goes out? How will you stay warm in here? Honestly, I don't know what I'll do, she says. I don't want to go anywhere else. Maybe, she says with a smile, I'll burn my books. Make it work because what else, she asks, is she supposed to do? Nathan Rott, NPR News, Izum, Ukraine. This message comes from NPR sponsor Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sell without needing to code or design. Just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Grammarly. What if everyone at work were an expert communicator? Inbox numbers would drop, customer satisfaction scores would rise, and everyone would be more productive. That's what happens when you give Grammarly to your entire team. Grammarly is a secure AI writing partner that understands your business and can transform it through better communication. 
Join 70,000 teams who trust Grammarly with their words and their data. Learn more at Grammarly.com. Grammarly. Easier said. Done. Do you wish stories could unfold over three hours rather than three minutes? You tired of doom scrolling? Trying to find humanity? Or maybe a deeper understanding of why the world is the way it is? Listen to Embedded, NPR's original documentary series. Find us wherever you get your podcasts.